stand forever. And Father, I pray that you speak to our hearts tonight, that you encourage us, that you comfort us, that you strengthen us, that you empower us to prosper. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, put those hands together. Give God a praise. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. You may be seated tonight. Thank God for everyone in their respective place. Thank God for those of you that made it out on tonight. Come on, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> for being in the house of the Lord one more time. So we want to jump right in on tonight. We... Um, been teaching from the subject, it's time for us to have more. And I want to say, even though it's God's will that you have more, it's not going to automatically happen. And we're going we're gonna to take a look at that on tonight. So put up our first scripture, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Yes, if you start reading for us. Paul is writing to the church. And he said, let us not be what? Weary and what? Read. Notice what he said. He said, in due season. When is due season? When God sees fit to do it. <laughs> when God make it happen. When God open up the door. When God turn the situation around. That's due season. And how many know our time is not God's time? And the Bible talks about there's a time and a season for everything under heaven. I've discovered that when God makes you a promise, it's not that he cannot bring it to pass. He has a set time for it to happen. And you have to wait. You have to endure. You have to persevere. You have to hold on. You got to hold on. <laughs> you got to hold on because God, you know, God will tell you he's going to do something. And when he speak it, it seems like it's going to happen next week. It don't work like that. <laughs> what scripture it says, uh, his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. You cannot figure God out, so he might well stop trying. <laughs> you'll, frustra you'll bust your little brain. You'll, you'll frustrate yourself. You, you, you'll get mad trying to figure God out. Somebody say amen. All right, so notice what he said, and let us not be weary in what? Well doing. For in what? Due season we shall what? Reap if we faint not. So if, if you don't quit, you'll win. Basically what he's saying, if you don't quit, you will win. Let me read this verse in a couple of translations. Uh, New International Version. This is what it says. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, I like that one, we will reap a harvest if we do not faint. He said at the proper time. How many know Father knows that? God really, to be honest, God is very strategic. He knows when to bless you. We think we know. Lord, I'm ready for marriage. No, you ain't. <laughs> you got a little, little selfishness. You still ain't learned how to cook. Still ain't got no money saved. Still ain't got that hair done. <laughs> I mean, no, being married, man, requires responsibility. And, and, and my question to you, are you willing to give yourself to that person? See, a lot of folks, they don't understand. It ain't about you. When you get married, you got to give yourself to that person. And a lot of folks too selfish for that. You got to say, man, it ain't just about sex. Not quiet. 
because some folk get along in the bed, but outside the bed, they fight like cats and dogs. Uh, I'm going to let that soak for a minute. <laughs> All right, so let's look at the scripture in the New um, American Standard Bible. It says, let's not become discouraged. In due, in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we faint. How many know we face discouragement? It, it, it doesn't matter how saved you are. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> As a human being, there will be times when you feel discouraged. And 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 if you don't be careful, you you'll turn your back on God. I'm seeing it right now. People that used to be saved, they're back in the streets. They're back in the nightclub. They're back on the drugs. They're back drinking. They're back smoking. I'm telling you, back at the nightclub. Because they got tired of waiting on God, and they got discouraged, and they said, Lord, I'm out. The Bible talks about in, in, in uh, Thessalonians, it's going to be a great falling away. And it already happened. As a matter of fact, before the pandemic, it happened. And a whole bunch of folks that used to be saved, folks that had tasted of the goodness of the Lord, has went back to their vomit. That's what the Bible talks about in Peter, when the, the dog going back to his vomit. It's when you backslide and you go back to doing what you used to do. And that's why I emphasize the importance of coming to church. I ain't just telling you just to be saying it. You got you to gotta constantly take in the word. You got to be in prayer. Most people don't have a prayer life. They're not praying. So we have to live a consecrated life if we expect for God to keep us. You're not going to just be kept just because. The scripture says that God is able to keep that which we commit unto him against that day. So if you're not committed to God and the things of God, God cannot keep you. You hear what I'm saying? I know the Bible says once you're in his hands, nobody can pluck you out, but you can walk out. You hear what I'm saying? You, God is, uh, he gives you choices. You're, free, you're your own free moral agent. God's not going to make you do anything. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so we face discouragement as believers, right? Amen. It doesn't matter how much you love God, how many tongues you speak in, how much you fast, you face a spirit of discouragement. So he said, be not with, he, Paul is encouraging us, don't allow yourself to get weary. Or in other words, let me say this, don't let the devil wear you out. Because he'll keep coming at you and throwing stuff at you, and you'll be saying, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> How many know we're in a war, man? We're in a serious fight, boy. Listen, I have never been praying like I'm praying now. <laughs> I mean, I'm praying for folk, praying for myself, praying for everybody. Yeah. Folk in the fight, man. Yeah. And, and, and you, you need people. Yeah. You need people. Yeah. You, you ever been uh, watching, uh, what's that, like, uh, Wild Kingdom? Yeah. And, and the, the wolf and the, uh, what's the, uh, jackals always go after the, the animal that goes astray. Yeah. You know, get off to yourself. And, and see, it's dangerous when you feel you don't have to be in church and you don't need no pastor and you don't have no church on you need somebody to watch for yourself listen me and my wife literally intercede for you all we have to 
We pray. And I know you all praying for us. I need you. You need me. We need each other, man. Ain't no, ain't no long ranger. We are no match for the devil without God. I'm telling you, man, that's why, listen, if I'm not here because I'm out of town, other than that, I'm here on my, on my face. You got to live in the presence of God. Amen. You got to stay in God's presence, man. If not, you'll start tripping. The Bible says that Satan entered into Judas. That means he wasn't there at first. That's real talk. I said he entered in. That means he let him in. So we got to be careful, man. We got to make sure we focus. We got to make sure uh, we examine ourselves. We got to make sure we guard in our heart because people, the one thing that really knocks people out is the spirit of offense. People get offended. And it's like, and, and see, offense is almost like uh, you being, you, you ensnared. Because what, what causes people, what happens when you get offense, you, you get out the will of God. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, we all get our feelings hurt. I'm not talking about you having your feelings. I'm talking about when you get offended over something. Well, you allow it to take you out of the plan and the will of God. All right. So he said, be not what? Weary and what? Well done. Put the scripture up there. We shall what? Reap or gather if we what? Faint not. It ain't that God's not going to do it. It just ain't the time. And when the right time Things will happen. The door will open. He'll send the right people. Uh, he'll make a way where there appears to be no way at the right time. So if things are not working right now, if things are not manifesting fast enough for you, if things are not coming to pass right away, it's because it's just not time. That's all. It ain't that God can't do it. It's not that he's not going to do it. It's just not time. All right. Put up our, our next scripture. So we're talking from the subject. God wants you to have more. But in order for you to get this more that we've been preaching about, you can't give up. You, you want to feel like giving up, but you can't. <laughs> you throw the towel in, and God going to throw it back. So we get weary. Am, am I making sense? We, we, we have moments of weakness. But you still can't give in. You got to push past those moments. I say this all the time. You got to push past fear. You got to push past your doubt, because we doubt at times. You got to push past discouragement. You got to take your eyes off of people. Amen. People ain't the standard. Believe me. All right. Okay, next scripture read. Job 42 and 10. And the Lord turned Who turned it? And if we allow God, he'll turn it around for us too. And, and we, need to, we need to deal with this before we get into this, this verse God gave Job double for his trouble, but God allowed Job to be tested. And just like God allowed Job to be tested, he's going to allow you and me to be tested. And you can't pick your test. You can't pick your test. You can't tell God what you don't want to go through. The Bible talks about uh, if you're not willing to endure chastisement, you're not a child of God. You're not his son. So just like we want to be blessed, you got to be willing to embrace the suffering, too, when it comes. That's why you don't need to be making bad decisions because there's going to be enough suffering just being saved. Just, just suffering for righteousness sake is enough. I don't need to be suffering because I made a dumb decision. Am I making sense? Because, you listen, it doesn't matter 
how saved thou art, because you're going to have some tests. <laughs> how many going through something right now? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Everybody in here going through something, and you don't want to go through it. And watch this. It's not what you're going through. It's how you go through it. And a lot of times when we don't respond right, we stay in the test or the trial longer than God intended. And that's what happened to the children of Israel. He said, I'm giving you, I'm bringing you into a land that flows with milk and honey. They never made it. You know why? Because they didn't pass the test. The Bible says they was overthrown in the wilderness. In other words, when testing time came, they failed. Say, neighbor. I'm going to pass this test. I'm not going to keep going through the same old stuff. I'm going to pass this test. Have you noticed, and, and since it's graduation time, those of you that, that just graduated, you had to pass the final exam before you graduate, right? God ain't going to just promote you. There ain't no double promotions in God. No, you're going to have to pass your test. And how do you pass your test? By going all the way through it. If you want to go up in God, if you want to be elevated, then you're going to have to go through something. Somebody say amen. amen. Job went through and he hadn't did anything wrong. Let me say that. That's, that see, that's, that's really hard for people. I, I've been doing right. I ain't did nothing. I've been living right. And some hit you. Job hadn't did anything. And, and God said, have you considered my servant Job? The devil, the devil didn't say that God said it. Because God knew that Job loved him for real, and he was going to prove to the devil that Job was not serving God for what he can get. I have a question for you. Are you serving God for what you can get? <laughs> Ask yourself that. I think that's good to know. Because some people are serving God for what they can get. They don't want nothing to do with God. Some folk come to church, they want God to bless them. That's about it. But when are you going to bless God? How many know God, one of the reasons why God has to test us is because he got to make sure that our motives are right. Somebody say amen. People, people, people got the wrong, some, some people, not everybody, some people got the wrong motive. All right, read. The Bible says that God turned Job's situation around when he prayed for his friends. Now, these are the same friends that put their mouth on him. Because they thought Job had did something wrong, so they was accusing him of sinning. Now, you know you really love God when you can pray for your enemies. How many know they ain't needed? You know they don't like you, but God said, I want you to pray for them. They did you wrong, but God wants you to pray for them. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody, somebody stab you in your back. And now they sick, and God wants you to go over and lay hands on them. Oh, think they want this. All right, read. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Also, God gave Job what? Twice as much. That means he gave him double for his what? And if you hang in there with God, if you endure, if you persevere, if you hold on, God will give you double for your trouble. God will restore everything that you lost. He'll give it back. Somebody said just a test. 
And, and I said this before, a lot of times when God get ready to push you forward, he pull you all the way back. <laughs> so it seemed like some of us going in reverse. No, God just pulling you back because he get ready to shoot you further than you ever been. I say he's giving, somebody do like this. God getting ready to shoot you further than you ever. Hold on, now watch this. You have to believe this when you're going through stuff. You have to believe this. Because sometimes when God is uh, preparing us for a promotion or you're ready to take us to another level, it seems like we go in the opposite direction of what he said. So you have to have faith to know that God is going to do what he promised you. Even though it don't, and I, I, I told you, sometimes I'm going out of town, I'm in a different city, and I put uh, the address in my GPS system, and, and it seemed like you're taking me some type of way. I was like, where, where are we going? But I hang on in there, and I end up getting to the what? Destination. And if you hang on in there with God, he'll get you to where he's trying to take you. How many know we need some patience? The Bible says, for we all have need of patience. We don't like that word. <laughs> After that, what? We've done the will of God. Then we what? Might receive the promise. So we, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to serve God, you're going to need some patience. You're going to have to be able to endure. You're going to have to be able to persevere. Because things are not going to always go your way because you say yes. Somebody say amen. All right, read. Then came there unto him all his brethren uh -huh. and all his sisters Read. and all they that had been of his acquaintance before. Read. And did eat bread with him in his house. Uh -huh. And they bemoaned him. Read. And comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon now him. Now notice what the Bible says that the Lord. That means that God allowed it. And God will allow the enemy to attack you. He will. Have you noticed when a person uh, joined the military, the first place they go is to war? No. The first place you go is to training, basic training. And, and everybody don't pass basic training. What's the purpose of basic training? To prepare you for war. Yeah, we got to be tested. And I've seen this over the years with people. They get excited because God called them to do something. That don't mean it's time to go. Being called don't mean go. <laughs> I think I will. Being called don't mean it's time for you to run and take off. You, you got your briefcase and got some cards. <laughs> Sit down. You ain't been through the. You still wet behind the ear. Because you can't stand being lied on. You can't stand being talked about. You cannot stand for people to disagree with you. All that comes with a title. Somebody say amen. It's a warfare, man. This is a fight. This is a battle. Read. Every man also gave him a piece of money. They gave him a what? How many know we need some money? Amen. How many realize, realizing that more and more we need some money? Amen. Especially now. Amen. I'm going to show you something in a few minutes. Read. And everyone gave him an earring of gold. Uh -huh. See, God ain't get you to have no gold. God wants you to have gold. Gold represents glory. I know some people don't like gold. That's fine. But the Bible talks about gold. God wants us to have some gold. How many know that gold is a commodity? It's an asset. And the streets are what? No, they ain't paid. They are gold. I used to say that too. They're not paid, 
They, it are gold. So that means, that lets me know that God likes gold. Even though you may not like it. All right, read. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Who blessed him? So know what that's saying to me? That God wants you to have more. Do you want the more? Are you willing to go through what it's going to take in order for you to what? Get the more. Read. For he had 14,000 sheep uh-huh. and 6,000 camels. At first he had seven, but God gave him 14. Read. He had 1,000 yoke of oxen uh-huh. and 1,000 she-asses. Now he had 500, now he got 1,000. How many, how many know that God is a God of increase? God wants to, people don't know God. We got God in this little box. We got God, this broke down, poor God. The devil is a lie. God is rich. The Bible, I said on Sunday, one of his names is El Shaddai. You know what that means? A God that has what? More than enough. Let, let me, let me do detour for a minute. De- detour for a minute. When the Bible, the first mention of the word glory is in Genesis. Did y'all know that? Y'all know that? Let me find it right quick. I, I got to throw this out. Because a lot of times we we just we just ignorant. I hate to say it. We don't know we don't know God. We don't know the word. So we just go by what people tell us. I want to show you something real quick. Let me let me find this real quick. Uh, okay, here we go. Right here. Look it up when you get a chance. Uh Genesis. Genesis 31 and 1. You, you don't have to turn to it. But this word glory here means abundance. It means wealth. It means treasures. So what, what is God saying to us? Because, and, and I've said this before, growing up in church, when I heard the word glory, they always spiritualized it. They'd always made it seem like it was just his presence, which it is his presence. And how many know his presence is important? Because what good is things if I ain't got his presence? I fully understand that. What, what good is things if I'm sick? What good is things if I don't have no wisdom? I'm stupid. You, you know. So, so I understand that. But what I'm saying, what we have failed at in the church is that we don't understand that this word glory is also talking about material. So look that up when you get a chance. Uh, Genesis, I'm going to get Psalms 49 and 12, Genesis 31 and 1, Matthew 4 and 8, and Revelation 21, 24 and 26. This word glory here, this word kabah mean abundance, wealth, and treasure. All right, I know you didn't know that, but you know now. All right, let's get, let's get back to this. And the reason why I'm saying this is because that's what Job got. He got abundance. He got wealth. He got treasures. He, he's not just saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and mighty but and fire. No, he has a balance. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, read. He had also seven sons and three daughters. He also had what? Seven sons and three daughters. Now, his first sons and daughters got killed. So God gave him some more children. So God restored him, right? Now, how many know God is a, a restorer? 
He'll prepare other breach. God, listen, if you lose something, God will give it back to you. He's not an Indian giver. Am I making sense? All right, read. And he called the name of the first Jemima, and the name of the second Kizia, and the name of the third Karen Hapush. Now, I say all the time, they got some ugly names, but they was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I heard Joe Osteen say this. He says, nothing wrong with you saying you look good. See, that didn't go over too well. Some of y'all must not look good. But growing up in the church, traditional church, you say something like that, they label you as arrogant. No, the Bible, watch this, the Bible says we're fearfully. What does that mean? I'm fine. I'm handsome. We, we have so, such a low self-esteem about ourselves. That's what I wanted to say. You know what I'm saying? Because we haven't been taught that you can like yourself or you can love yourself. We haven't been taught that. Watch this. If you don't like yourself, you don't love yourself, how you expect somebody else to like you and love you? We just, it's just a lot of stuff we have not been taught, and then some stuff we just been taught wrong. And, and what it has done, it has limited us when it comes to God really doing what he want to do in our life. We've been limited. That's why so many Christians don't have a lot. All right. All right, read. And in all the land uh -huh. were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. Why do you think God put that in there? That must mean something to God because he put it in there. It may not see stuff that don't mean stuff to us. It means something to God. And when you don't know God, you just throw stuff off. But when you get to really get in this word and find out who you are and whose you are and what God has to say about you, it changes your whole trajectory about yourself. And then people... That, that, that don't have the revelation, they label you as such and such and such. No, it's just because you don't know who you are. Amen. Am I making sense? Amen. All right, read. And their father gave See, when them. See, I get excited, I come down. Amen. <laughs> I get in your face. All right, read. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. See, he gave it to them before he died. We don't even give it to our children after we die. See how off we are? See how behind we are? He gave them their inheritance while they was alive. I believe we should be blessing our children now. Then they won't have to sell dope. Y'all quiet. They won't have to go on the stroll. Y'all quiet. If we, we should be blessing our children right now, but how can we bless our children and we not blessed? Can't do it. My grandkids love to go around, be around me. I go without with little Ramona. We go to the mall. Her favorite, what's her favorite story? Claire. That's it, Claire? Say, Papa, when you go in Claire? You got any money? <laughs> uh, she know I'm going to spend some money on it. All right. How many know we're supposed to be doing that? That, that? Listen, I don't know about you. It's a good, I feel good when I do something for somebody. How I many? It's, it's like you get a little high or a rush or something when you bless other folks. All right, read. After this lived Job 140 years. See, God even extended his life. He did not die a premature death. How many years God added to his life? 140 years. See, that's a blessing. God want to ask you, there's too many people dying before they die. And we relying on God. The Lord took them. No, too much bacon. 
too many cigarettes. That stuff killing us. It ain't, and we, we sit up lying talking about God took so-and-so. God, the doctor told them to stop eating this, and they didn't listen, and they cut their life off. How many know we are what we eat? How many know uh, health is our business and healing is God's? You got to take care of yourself. If not, your life will be cut off. And then we lying talking about the Lord took so. No, the Lord ain't take them. Disobedience took them. All right, read. Is that it? No, sir. Okay, read. And Job saw his sons and his sons' sons, even down to four generations. Wow. That's a blessing. God wants us to uh, have longevity. It's too many people that died before they time. It's, it's some kids that died before their parents. Somebody say amen. amen. Say, say neighbor, neighbor, it's time for us to have more. Say God. Wants me, wants me to have more. have more. All right, let's go to our next scripture. Psalms 105 and 19. Read. Until the time that his word came. Until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. When you get a word from God, when God give you a dream or you get a prophetic word or God uh, make you a promise, from the time he speak it, until the time it come to pass, it's going to be tested. Say, say, say in between time. <laughs> in between the time you speak it and the time it manifested, that word going to be tested in you. You're going to be tried with fire. God's going to stand back and see, do you really believe me? Do you believe I can do what I said I can do? See, the, 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 the issue is, we don't really believe what God says about us. That's the problem. It ain't that God can't do it. It's not that he, he's not going to do it. It's just that we don't really believe he can do it for us. I'm amazed how we believe for other people. People prophesy to me all the time. Bishop, God going to do it. He doing it. Do you believe going to do it for you? Am I making sense? Some of us been in church for years. And, and we not no further along than we was 40 years ago. We have not progressed. Something is wrong. Something wrong. One of the issues is this. Faith come about what? So if, if I never hear or if I never study that God want me to be blessed or prosperous, then how are you going to have faith for prosperity? You're not. If, if I don't believe in prosperity, how is God going to give me my prosperity? And we've been taught that if you believe in prosperity, then you ain't saved. Or, or some people have been taught this stupid stuff. But it's not true. What's wrong with having a good life? Amen. Nothing. Somebody say amen. And this is what people say. Well, you preaching about that, but everybody around us dying. I'm sorry people dying. I'm, what they got to do with me? I'm praying for people. I'm witnessing. I can't save nobody. I can witness, I'm doing it, I'm praying for people, but my life is not going to stop because people dying. And your life should not stop or come to a halt because people around you dying. Listen, folk going to be dying until Jesus come back. Am I making sense? So you don't stop living because people are dying. You got to keep moving. That's what happened to Abraham's father. His son died in error. I think that was error. And he got stuck there. I think the Bible said he stayed there for like a 
uh, was 100 some years old, and what happened, he was grieving, so he couldn't move forward. Am I making sense? So you have to be careful not grieve. You know, get it out. But you can't stop living because you're grieving. Am I making sense? You still got to live. You still got to go to work. You still got to clean up. You still got to take care of your family, even though you're grieving. It's been times I was hurt and still had to preach. Just imagine if, if I wasn't here and nobody knew where I was at. And, and y'all said, well, Bishop Price said, he at home hurt. <laughs> what kind of leader is that? Even when you're hurting, you still have to do what God tells you to do. Why? Even though I'm going through, I still got to encourage you. Am I making sense? All right, read. Oh, read that scripture one more time. Until the time that his word came. Until the time that his word manifested. The word of the Lord tried him. The word of the Lord was tested. And how many got a word over their head? How many being tested right now? You know how you being tested? It don't look like what he said. <laughs> I said it does not look like what he said. But my question to you, are you going to continue to believe? That's the test right there. That's the fight right there. Am I going to continue to hold on? Am I, am I going to continue to be obedient? Am I going to continue to seek God? Am I going to uh, continue to study my Bible? Am I going to continue to give? Am I going to continue to serve until it happens? Or, or are you going to quit? You know what most people do? They give up. I'm tired, Lord. You lied to me. <laughs> now he's just testing you. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, next scripture. How many, any questions? So far, any questions? You're not exempt from going through. Okay, I save you. You be saving us to fly. You still gonna have some problems. All right, read. I, ooh, I really wanted to get to this. Genesis 41. Uh, hold up, is that the right one? 53 through 57, right? Okay, read. And the seven years of plenteousness that was in the land of Egypt were ended. They were ended. Now, before we get into this. Well, you, you understand the story about Joseph. He had a dream at 17, right? It didn't come to pass until what? He was 30. How many years was that? 13 years. So what did he go through from the time God showed him a dream until it came to pass? His brothers was envious of him. They tried to kill him. Uh, they sold him as a slave. He went into Potiphar's house as a slave, as a servant. Uh, Potiphar's wife lied on him. He went to jail. He was in jail for two years because they forgot about him. So all that took time to come to pass in his life. It didn't, it didn't happen right away. So just because, God, you have a word from the Lord, it does not mean it's going to happen today. God got to build some character. God got to work some stuff out. God got to deliver us from, from areas of our life before he bring us into this. So now we're reading about Joseph on the other side of the test. 13 years ago. 13 years. It took him 13 years to get here. Read. And the seven years of dearth began to come. Uh-huh. According as Joseph had said. Read. And the dearth was in all the land. Joseph prophesied this to Pharaoh because Pharaoh had a dream and he couldn't interpret it. So Joseph interpreted. He said a famine is coming. 
So now the famine is here. Read. But in all the land of Egypt, there was bread. There was bread or food, uh-huh. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. They, call, they cried to the government for food. Mm. And you know what they're doing now? To the government for food. So history repeats itself. Read. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, uh-huh. go unto Joseph. Go to who? Joseph. Hold up. Go to the church. Go to you if you got something. So Joseph had something. That's why he said go to Joseph. People ain't going to come to you if you ain't got nothing. Watch this, read. And what he saith to you, do it. So whatever he tell you to do, just do it. Next verse. And when all the land and, and when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, go unto Joseph and do what he said. Or go unto the church and do what they say. Next verse. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And the pandemic was over all the face of the earth. It was global. Read. And Joseph opened all the storehouses. He opened a what? He opened it up. What's the storehouse? Where you store resources. He had provisions. He had all the resources that a person needed. So that's why God wants you to have more, because a famine is not coming. It's here. Let, let me prophesy. We're getting ready to see some stuff. If you ain't in God, it's going to shake you. You know why? Because we've never seen what we're getting ready to see. The Bible says men's heart is going to fail them of fear because the things that's what? Coming upon the land. God is trying to prepare us for something. You're not just suffering and going through hardship and experiencing what you're experiencing, God is preparing us for what's to come on the earth. Read. And sold unto the Egyptians. And he sold it unto the Egyptians. He didn't give it to him. He sold it to him. Read. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. Next verse. And all the countries came into Egypt to Joseph. They came to who? Joseph. Why did they come to Joseph? Because he had the money. He had the, re he had the stuff. He had the, re the church should have resources. We shouldn't have to go to the government. The government should be coming to us. Read. For they came to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all lands. Okay. Let's go to the next set of scriptures. Genesis, uh, is it 40, is that 47? Okay, read. And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan Fainted by reason of the famine. So they, they, what, the famine or the pandemic caused them to do what? Faint. Faint. Give up. And, and people, it's, it seems like to me that people are becoming more and more uh, hopeless. I'm starting to, see, even with, with saints, I can see it. I, I, I'm picking it up in the spirit and I'm praying. It's like people are giving up. I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm sensing that in the spirit. People giving up because of what they're going through and what they're facing. Read. And Joseph gathered up all the money. There you go. It's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And Joseph gathered up what? All, all the money, money, read. That was found in the land of Egypt. So the money was found in what? The money that's in this land belonged to you. You'll get it one day. Read. And in the land of Canaan, 
for the corn which they brought. Uh-huh. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house, read. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan. What's going on right now? It's called what? Inflation or hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is when all type of goods are going up. I was talking to my mother a couple of weeks ago, and she said she, she buys soup, and the soup normally is a hundred, I mean a dollar fifty. She said now it's three something. <laughs> it didn't triple. How much is gas? Because I don't know how much is it. How much is it? Is that high? Oh, okay. I ain't looked at gas in years. I don't look at gas. I just get some and keep on moving. It's, so how much is it? How much was it at first? I'm talking about before all this happened. Huh? Yeah. It, no. It was a dollar something. So it didn't triple. Somebody in trouble. All right. <laughs> I said somebody in trouble. All right, read. And in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, give us bread. All the sinners came to Joseph and said, give us something to eat. Read. For why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. Wow. Read. And Joseph said, give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle if money fail. See, he was, he was a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when we, we hear the word hustler, we think negative. Now, a hustler is just a person that's, hard, that's a hard worker. That's all, it's just a slang. That's all it is. All right. Read. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph. Read. And Joseph gave them bread in exchange. See, we, the Bible says, occupy till I come. Don't be going in the cave waiting on the rapture. No, he said, occupy. That word occupy means make exchange, do business. That's what that means. So we should be, somebody tell me, Jesus soon come back. I said, no, he ain't. They looked at me like, yes, he is. I said, what you basically know? What's going on? Well, you don't read the Bible. Jesus is not coming back until all is fulfilled. And the church world still broke. So, and this is prophetic right here because it's in the midst of a pandemic. And who's, who's out front? And he represents the what? Church. So before the rapture take place, everything going to come back to its rightful owner. And then shall the end come. But in, it, as long as we struggling and still limping and have sick as the church, as the body of Christ, that's a sign he ain't coming yet. The Bible says when they left Egypt, it was not one feeble among them. And that's what the scripture said, right? And notice, they left Egypt after the transferring of what? Well, y'all getting it? Read. And Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for the flocks. Okay. And for the cattle of the herds, and for the asses, and he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. The whole year. He had resources. He had provision. Okay, read. When that year was ended, they came unto him the second year, and said unto him, We will not hide it from my Lord. How that our money is spent. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. There is not aught left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our lands. Read. Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread, 
and we and our land will be servants unto thee. Watch this. Pharaoh. So, so Joseph started buying up the land. You know what we should be doing? Buying up the land. The Bible says, occupy until I come. The Bible talks about, uh, uh, what's that scripture? The meek shall what? Inherit the land. So don't be folks so focused on Jesus coming back. He coming back one day, but right now you need to be doing something. You know what you need to be doing? Occupying until he comes. All right, read. Is that it? No, sir. And give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. Last verse. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt he, for Pharaoh. He did what? He bought it. We should be buying all the land in this world because it belongs to us. It's a part of our inheritance. The Lord wants you to have it. Say, the Lord wants me to have it. Read. For the Egyptians sold every man his field, because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. Watch this. How many of you all been getting, I didn't got five calls today, do you want to sell your house? No. <laughs> Why do you think they trying to get your land, your house? The value of it. And it, it's an investment. So they, all these folk call, people call me from out of town. Who, how you get my number? Do you live at, I said, yeah, what you need? Do you want to sell your house? No. Then I said, if I do sell it, this is what I want for it. I'm just playing with the head. <laughs> but, but, but my point is, y'all, we got to wake up and realize what's actually going on. Even though, this is going to be shocking to you, even though things are extremely bad. Y'all heard what I'm saying? The Lord still ain't coming right. Even though people dying, some people going to hell, some people going to heaven, the Lord still ain't coming yet because the word of God has not been totally fulfilled. Say, neighbor, neighbor. God, God wants you, wants you to, have to have more of him <laughs> first <laughs> before you get more of all this other stuff. Because having a whole bunch of stuff and you don't have God don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. It's a balance. It don't mean a thing if you don't have a relationship with God. All right, I'm done. Any questions? Any questions? Say, God wants me to have more. You have to believe that. You have to believe it in order for it to manifest, in order for it to come to pass. All right, it's offering time. you go back in time and history, a lot of stuff that we, we are seeing has happened before. It's nothing new under the sun. So don't be shaken by that. I'm not saying don't live right, and, and I'm not saying live loose, but what I am saying, don't be focused so much on that. If not, you, you, you will be, uh, you won't have no peace. <laughs> I am praying for people. I'm trying to get as many people saved as I can, but I'm not the Savior. One plant, one water, God get an increase. I'm interceding for folks. I'm crying out to God for people. and But people have to ultimately make a decision to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
you know, and, and some people, unfortunately, they're not going to do it. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Just give you an update on the new building out there. I'm waiting on these contractors. They turn in their bids and seem like they're moving slow. So as soon as we get all of their bids and then we're going to uh, get the permits and they'll start working, uh, I think next week they'll be putting a sign on the building. So you should, should be able to see that next week, I think. So we're making a little progress. We, we finally got the alarm put on the other day. It took them six months. I don't know what was wrong with these folks. But we finally got that done, so we're making a little progress. But some everybody is like they behind. Y'all experiencing that? Like everybody behind. And then people short staff, so it's you know, it's just weird. But you gotta make a decision. I'm gonna trust God through all this. So, Father, we thank you for this offering that we received tonight. Thank you for the seed that was sown. You said, give, and it shall be given unto us, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will you have men to give unto our bosom? Father, bless this offering. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say money. money. Coming. Coming. To me. Coming. When. Coming. How many need some more money?